0: always talk about like i can't trust a politician that can't say black people for some reason if somebody says african-american if a politician has to say african-american and they're not comfortable enough in the black community to say black people i just can't rock with them I, i that that's just me so that's what i mean by that like i can make the limp wrist you know joke because i'm i'm on team lip wrist like i'm for the gay people like i'm cool with y'all so you know i feel like i can make the i can make the joke
1: what up what up what up it's three brothers no sense I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined with my co-host Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind.
2: I'm just laughing at a lot of these commercials, man. Every Everybody has a coronavirus commercial now, like Little Caesars is letting us know what temperature they're baking their pizza at. Papa John's, we bake our pizza at 450 degrees now, so you don't have to worry about coronavirus. <laughs> you got... You got Hyundai telling us, and and all these other car companies saying. But that's not even the best part, though, Buff. But listen, listen, listen. First, they said you, you, the people, have always been our number one priority. No, we haven't. (laughs) (laughs) The profit has. (laughs) Stop lying. (laughs) What was you about to say? But
1: Papa John's and Little Caesars, the goal is they don't touch their pizza after the oven. Yeah. But after it comes out of the oven. So they got the no touch seal or whatever it is. So so were they touching it
2: before? Like <laughs> I don't
1: when know, it used man. to come out of the oven. they cutting was it? They, I don't they know if they they're cutting it before. It Maybe they were cutting it before. I mean after they got out of the oven. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, and I did have some Papa John's the other day. And it did I, come with a seal. So
2: I I haven't heard a pizza commercial so ridiculous since Domino's. Remember when they did their rebrand? And they was like, Domino's. Now we use 100% cheese. I said, yo, <laughs> what the I used it before? Pasteurized, <laughs> so government cheese. i just been laughing at that. And Three Brothers, the, uh, the Instagram page, we posted a Netflix April list of new movies that are like, you know, a lot of predominantly black movies. So I call myself watching everyone on the list. Just finished the Lethal Weapon series. Hey, man, those movies hold up. All for them. They hold up a little over the top, but I watch them. I enjoyed them. And I just laugh at how miserable Mel Gibson must have been in those movies, considering what we know about him now, because they had a lot of race relation topics on those movies. Plus he's working with Danny, Danny Glover. So <laughs> just funny to me, man. That's yeah. what, did, you, yeah.
1: did you watch our uh, players club too?
2: Yep. I, I'm a little mad. They cut out one of my favorite scenes on Players Club when when the bald dude comes to Bernie Mac's house while he's in the bed and he puts the shotgun in his mouth. They cut that out. They cut out the scene where Diamond's dad is shooting his pistol with uh, Jamie Foxx to kind of like, you know, let him know, don't mess with my daughter. Come on, son. You know what the mosey-wosey is. So
1: they I cut that out. completely forgot man. about the fact yes. that you remember all those scenes. <laughs> but
2: so that's I what I got going on, man. And I'm sipping some goose right now.
1: Players Club, I, I don't know why. I feel like somebody had that that DVD or something senior year. I'm pretty sure we watched at least once a week. But, oh, uh, sure. That's, I'm, uh, at Lorenzo's house. It was Lorenzo, <laughs> so I'm calling you out. Man, was was it nice
0: before or after Jerry Springer?
1: Uh, I think it was right after Young and the Restless and then Jerry Springer and then we would watch Players Club. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was gonna, gonna tell
2: you no lie right there. We used to skip school and watch Jerry Springer. Like it wasn't just on. We was like watching that joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were idiots.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was us, man. But we had a reason. We were so like they they switched the the us the block schedule, so we literally yeah. had like one class to take senior year to graduate. So we we yeah. had too many credits, so there was no reason for us to be at school.
1: Yeah, I had all the credits I need. I had all the credits I needed to graduate by the end of junior year. It was just mandatory classes, like one or two man- mandatory classes we had to take each semester to fully graduate.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, that Dayton, hey, poor planning. <laughs> I had a <laughs> blast. <laughs> yeah. I had a blast. And then we came up on those early dismissal slips. So. That, that that made life that much easier when you can just like get out of school and come in the next Hey, Sign this real quick. Hey, I have it slipped. Take it. <laughs> I know my homework teachers be pissed off at me like, nigga. <laughs> every week? Yes. Yes. Every, <laughs> every week. week. <laughs> every week. What now, you got for us, Roger?
0: Man, the only thing I got to talk about is down goes Sanders bruh, Sanders is out of the race. It is Joe Biden and Donald Trump for the twenty twenty presidential election. So going into the general election, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see if the Bernie bros do what they did to hillary and and just nope, we're not gonna show up anymore that, that it's just crazy, man. I'm already two old hearing white
2: people. men, two old white men that don't have a great track record with black people yeah, I'm already
1: <laughs> hearing people saying that I gonna vote for them, though. Well, Joe, they, they, they better. Yeah. I, I,
0: I've I've seen a meme that's going around that says, or I think it was a tweet. Somebody tweeted they he said, "You're not voting for Joe. You're voting." for the Supreme Court nominee and nominees RBG's replacement. So that's exactly. really what it's about. Uh RBG's coming out and I think there's another liberal justice that's like 8687 that's probably not going to make it another 4 years. So that's two seats on the Supreme Court that is going to get filled by whoever wins uh in in November. So worst case scenario go out and you need to vote Yeah, truthfully vote. If you want a liberal on that bench, you need to go vote for a liberal uh, and vote on that democratic ticket and third party candidate. You need to go ahead and give it, get that out of your head because they're not going to win. So all you're doing is splitting your vote and wasting it. So I hate to say it, but at this point it's pick one. (laughs) It's Joe Biden or Trump. You need to pick one.
1: Well, I, I'm not the resident expert on politics, but since you went down that line, did you guys hear about uh, what was going on in Wisconsin? Like they, the governor was trying to postpone their election and he ran against, excuse me, a conservative house and ran into a conservative house and they just pretty much screw that all up. So what were your thoughts on that, Buff? I'm pretty sure you were all over that. Like, they went they went from what hundred and eighty uh voting precincts to five. And it was really you know, uh, the Republicans pushing it just because they wanted to get this well, I forgot what seat was up. There was a seat up and they were trying to get it oh, in.
2: I, 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 I saw that I felt like they should have waited, man. Um I mean, elections are definitely important, but you can't on one hand, you know, tell us how important it is to stay in the house. And then still hold elections. Like, let's just go ahead. I just I just wish we would be. I'm trying to be careful because I know it's so many conspiracy theories out there that have their takes on it. But we, no just need, <laughs> we need to We need to get a grip on this as soon as possible so it can be over with as soon as possible. The longer we have half of the country like doing what they're supposed to be and the other half not. I saw saw Some of you probably saw the picture of what went on in the D.C. Wharf with crowds of people out there, like people are still not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it's just going to this is going to linger to where forget what happened in Wisconsin. For there are rumors that the national election, the president's presidential election could be delayed if this continues on. So, it's very important that we get a grip on this as soon as possible, man, because it's some big things coming up that could be canceled or delayed. That that's that's why
0: I actually agreed with them not canceling it or delaying it because that sets precedent at least a little bit for not delaying the November election. So cuz that that general election is a big deal and I I I do feel like if Trump's down in the polls far enough and his folks say and they they see that he's probably not going to win, he's going to start pushing to delay it.
2: Do you, do you think they should have done like mail-in ballots because they've already pushed back their convention. So what, however, I think they pushed back the convention like a month. So maybe push back the election a month and it wouldn't have affected anything. But do you think they should have done mail-in ballots? I, I
0: think so. I mean, I think that would have been much better. Uh, You know, some type of absentee, something, figuring, figuring out a way to actually keep the date and, 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 you know, mail in, I don't know, online. But, you know, then you got to start thinking about hacking and everything else. So it's 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 complicated, man. It's difficult. But I just I just don't want to set that precedent of moving these things because of the coronavirus. And then we end up moving that general election.
1: But hasn't the precedent already been set? <clears throat> Haven't there been a few states who have postponed? Yes. Yes. So we're already past that. It's I think what from what I Read was the governor waited a little too late to kind of pitch that idea and kind of went half ass at it and was also trying to do like what you were saying, Buff, and I was about to bring that up, having mail-in uh, ballots, but the system is not set up yet to handle the number of ballots it would take or the, the demand it would take to mail all those out, count them, do everything they needed to do. And the reason I wish they would have did that, because it would have also to kind of contrast to what you were saying, it would have gave us a kind of a template to say, okay, let's start preparing for the worst. What happens if once again, what happens if this dies down for the summer come mid-October, beginning of flu season, we see this kick back up and we shut down again? You know, like, do we have something in place to handle this? Do we already have absentee ballots or uh, a system where we can sit there and say, we're not going to push this back? And even we, even if we push it back, it won't be too far and we have a plan for it because I have a feeling your fearless leader is going to use this <laughs> to his advantage.
2: Speaking of him... Did you that see strange? where? Oh yeah, when he voted mail-in ballot, but he's against
0: mail-in. Ballot. <laughs> he said, "He said, well, yeah, I did it because I can." Wait,
2: what? <laughs>
1: man, it's just so much foolishness, okay, and I don't, chill. I don't get it. Boy, so chill, I don't know, man. Anything else? Everything good? Y'all got y'all, y'all ready for y'all Easter speeches and all that stuff?
2: You know. Easter speeches aren't a big deal. I don't think they do them up here in uh, VA, uh, the DMV area. Is that a Southern I, thing? I, I think know, it's a listen, black church thing. Listen, we found out that B spice is a mobile thing. I think Easter speeches might be a Southern thing, and I also think the word Jenkins might be a mobile thing because they call yeah, it Jonin They call up there. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> does anybody? Does anywhere else use Jenkins?
1: No. And when you say it out loud, it does sound very country and very mobility. So
2: oh, you trying to jank. Okay. <laughs> all right.
1: But no. So I actually we're gonna put that on I guess we'll post that uh this week. I wanna see if Easter speeches are just a southern thing. That's a good question, man. I don't know,
0: man. I don't I don't know. But I did I went and got all the stuff for the Easter baskets and so I went Easter shopping today at my okay. uh my Usually every other day, Target run because I just make up reasons to go to Target just to get out of the house, to get away from the kids, just to get some time alone. I messed up today, so you know I'm trying to follow all the COVID guidelines, but I, I got to get out of here, bro. I, you know, and and Haley be mad because I, I do all of it and I go because I'm like, no, you know, I gotta put myself on the line. I can't have you out there, so she be want to leave, and I'm like, nope, can't go nowhere. It's just me.
2: So- <laughs> That boy, that boy probably take longest as on that target.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bruh, sometimes I just sit in the parking lot for like five, ten minutes like. So <sighs> the self-checkout is open. Nah, I'm good. I'm just going <laughs> to stand in this long <laughs> line right here. Oh, man, we got, you only got three things you can go ahead of me. You know my God kids like that.
0: <laughs> hey, man, they getting plenty of time with me. I promise.
1: I know, man. I know. But uh, that's hilarious, man. So Target getting all your money. I need to buy you Target gift cards. Is that what it is?
0: Hey man, I'll take them. You know that red card. Hey, if you ain't got that red card, you need to get on top of that. That five percent be adding up.
1: Mm-hmm. That's just that just another excuse for Z to spend more money.
0: Ooh. Oh, <laughs>
1: she's like, I got five extra percent. It would save you, I'm saving you five percent. No, you spent one hundred and twenty five percent. All right, fellas, is is this good, man? Um, anything else y'all got for me?
2: That's
1: it. All Z, right, man. Well, get you know what time it is. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back and we got a new segment on the show I'm about the call rising out. So I hope he's ready for the one mic stand. <laughs> Are you ready for the next comedian?
0: <laughs> hey, man. Um. Yeah. So, hey, did you guys hear Steve about Steve Harvey and his wife? They got into a fight. You um, didn't hear about that.
2: No, no.
0: I mean, it was a family feud.
2: <laughs> you know I mean? My question, my, my question is, is the audience laughing at these, or, or they having the same reaction as me and <laughs> they, Hey, hey! Whether they laughing at me
0: or with me, they laughing. I'm winning. <laughs> I
1: don't care. No, they're laughing. We don't know if you are winning. They laughing. <laughs> oh, bro! That that the rim shot. I did not expect that. Yeah, I had to look it up. I had to find one. That caught me off guard.
2: That's pretty good.
1: Well, keeping, I guess, I wasn't going to ask this question this way, but a conversation we kind of had earlier made me me bring it up. So we were talking about politics, elections, and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody starts talking about the Constitution and states' rights and people's rights and all that stuff around this time of year. So I'm going to talk about, and this is kind of, was spurred by I think a conversation we had earlier this week or maybe this weekend or something like that about freedom of speech and where, does the, where is the line drawn and is there a time when being politically incorrect is acceptable?
2: Um, so let me start off by saying yes we have freedom of speech but that doesn't always mean that you need to say a particular thing
1: I mean what that's is, why people voted for that's why people voted for Trump because he says well, he speaks his mind
2: well there's a lot of reasons why people voted for trump man
1: <laughs> i mean that was that was the least i mean I think that's the one people used to kind of mask the other reasons they had well I think he just speaks he speaks for us he well, speaks to
0: well and i look i I watched a segment by a speech analyst or whatever, the biggest thing is Trump doesn't really speak his mind. The way he speaks, he's speaking other people's mind because if you listen to him, he leaves a lot of words out and lets you fill in those words. And so that's why when you listen, he jumps from sentence to sentence and thought to thought. And it it's hard to follow. But the thing is, his listeners or his, the people that really like him, they're filling in things that kind of self actualize and say, oh, he, he's saying exactly what I want to say. So a lot of the stuff that he says isn't really him. Like That's why he's, he'll say both parts of something. Like, you, you might think he's contradicting himself a lot of times because he'll say one side and then he'll come back and say the other side because what what happens is the people that want to listen to him and like him, they pick the, the part that actually associates with them and they say, he's he's thinking the exact same thing I am. And so it doesn't matter if he's he contradicted himself in that exact same sentence or the exact same thought. So when you, you
2: say I think you, you gave him a little too much credit on yeah, that because he, he definitely contradicts himself. Like <clears throat> I ain't mean, say he do it on purpose. I'm saying he does it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what, okay. what when you say should you draw a line with freedom of speech well, what I, but I think because
1: I think people people use freedom of speech too loosely. Like, I think it's like you get you have the right to say what you want to say, just like as freedom of speech. It, it's it's well, it's, you do. I, I
0: think I think people look at the First Amendment and they say that, but the thing about the First Amendment is you can't get tried like criminally. <laughs> When and you that, say those that, things. And, that doesn't and mean there saying. aren't consequences behind your freedom of speech. And so people
1: but can I think that's that's what people don't realize. So it's I should be able to say what I want to say. And because I can't get tried, there's nothing wrong. Because it ain't if it ain't against the law, if it ain't illegal, what's what's the problem? You know? I can oh. call Michelle Obama. Uh, what, what did they call? They were calling her baboon and baboon and all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think she looks like one. And is there anything wrong with that? And because I, that's how I feel. You know, so, that's how people were defending themselves. And I guess, I guess, because I didn't have conversations with people that would say that. <laughs> um, but I want you guys to continue. Did that kind of answer your question,
2: Buff? Uh some will. So, I mean we already have a line that's drawn with freedom of speech. Like the example they always give is you can't say fire in a movie theater. You can't say anything that's like threatening someone. You can't incite a mob or, or, or riot. But I think Rozio kind of like cleared it up, man. It's like, you can say whatever you want for the most part, Freedom of speech just means we don't not, we're not necessarily going to put you in jail, but you can lose your job. You can you can have all these consequences and things like that happen to you. And and also what I've learned is a lot of people who scream that freedom of speech stuff, they can't take it. They can dish it, but they can't take it. We talked about Trump and his voters. OK, they always like to scream about how everything's too PC, who too too PC. But when Hillary Clinton called them a basket of deplorables. Then they got their feelings hurt and they wanted an apology. When Obama said they cling to their Bibles and their gun, they got their feelings hurt and they wanted an apology. So they can dish it, but they can't take it. So always kind of like it always grabs my attention when people scream about, you know, freedom of speech this, freedom of speech that, because to me, that's almost cold for, hey, I want to be able to call you a nigger without any repercussions
0: 100 percent. that's it right there they want they want to be able to, to call you a derogatory phrase and ha- not have any consequences they want to go back to the 50s that's really what it is that, that idea of make america great again they want to go back to when they could belittle people with immunity and be able to walk down the street and it'd be okay but then still have their you know white privilege i I'll, I'll say it their white privilege protected you know they like you like byron said you, you can't say anything bad about me i want an apology for that but i can call you all kind of names and and allude to all kind of stuff that we know is racist classist sexist you know all of those it's out there i can do all of that stuff and it's okay i don't want any consequences because of that so my thing is i mean pc For real, for real, is just the masses and society saying we aren't going to accept that anymore. Because that's really what it comes down to. Politically correct just means that as a society, we've decided that's no longer acceptable.
2: Okay.
1: Devil's advocate. You know, that's what I do. So, okay, so I can't call you a nigga. Well, Let me can. tell you a joke. You Let me you tell you a joke. Like, so a black guy, can. a black <laughs> no, no, guy, a no, no, Jew, no, no, and no, a Mexican walking in the bar. No, no, no. So, so the, the my whole thing's like, I, thing is I, I get what you're saying, but I'm like, they might not say the N-word, but when they want to tell a black joke. So when they go like a black guy, a Jew, and a Mexican walk in the bar, they don't mean they don't mean any harm, but it's funny. I'm it, I'm trying to get a laugh out of it. I'm not trying to be derogatory or whatever the case may be. And so now is it okay? If you like, is he about to is this mother about to tell a black joke? My bad, Rise, you can bleep that out. <laughs> but like when they go down that line, when we do, and Rise I gotta hit it, the
2: mm-hmm. gesture
1: it <laughs> is that cool. I just did the the, the limp wrist gesture. <laughs> you know, like when we do those things, because we're not we're not like evil people, we're not trying to push the limit, like can I get away with this? We, and, and you made a good point. Like if we can't, if we can't joke. We can't, we can't treat you any different than anybody else. Like if I can make a joke about Buff, but I can't make a joke about you because, or this person because they're gay. Like where, where is the line drawn? Like oh, mm-hmm. you know, like hey, you can't tell Jan she looks nice today, and, that, and I mean, it's even when you get to sexual assault or or uh, sexual harassment, because. You got to be too PC. I can't tell her she looks nice today because, hey, she thinks I'm flirting with her, or I'm sexualizing her, or oh, you don't look nice any other day. You just look nice today. Like those are those things. Is there a I, way? I,
0: I think that's a perfect example. That Jan example. If not the it, not the, the lipris too. It, it's like if if I am cool enough with you, and you understand my intent, I can joke with you. Like. Jan, if Jan knows me as a person that I will say that to her and I'm not hitting on her, then it's cool to say, you know, hey, you looking nice today that I like that shirt or whatever. And they won't take it the wrong way. So it's it's all about the the how that person receives it. And so that's what I heard so,
1: you. I overheard you, Mr. HR, and I got offended. So you got to think when it comes to those situations, it's all about
0: yeah. And, and I'll tell you, even in, in that situation, if somebody calls me and says, Risey said something to another um, per, uh, employee and I felt that it was inappropriate, I'm going to do an investigation as an HR uh, um, rep and I'm going to talk to the person. Hey, were you offended? I'm going to talk to them. What was the intent behind it? He, Of course, they're going to say there was nothing behind it. I was just saying they look nice today and then what i'm going to do is probably coach that person to say hey be careful workplace environment yada 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 but i'm also that employee that made that complaint i'm going to explain the differences of that uh, like you know there there's things that hey complimenting somebody on how they look is very very different than of uh, sexual harassment of every day I'm saying something sexual in nature to you. So th- th- there's lines there, but it's, it, it is, it's really about comfort level because there can be two, two people that flirt with each other and they're making sexual comments to each other. And then it is, you know, yeah. uh, it, it alienating another person in the office or it becomes sexual harassment for that other person in the office. So that you have to look at that situation and that, and that kind of goes back to that bigger conversation of, you know, the limp wrist, I, I always talk about, like, I can't trust a politician that can't say black people. For some reason, if somebody says African-American, if a politician has to say African-American and they're not comfortable enough in the black community to say black people, I just can't rock with them. I, I, that that's just me. So that's what I mean by that. Like, I can make the limp wrist, you know, joke because I'm I'm on team lip wrist. Like I'm for the gay people. Like I, I'm cool with y'all. So <laughs> you know I feel like I can make the con- I can make the joke. And if I can, but that's,
1: a st- but that's a stereotype. You just stereotype. You just stereotype this whole group of people by a lip wrist. Now, I get what you're saying. You know, I don't think you. But th- I think that that's 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 my whole. That's why I'm asking this conversation, I you mean, know, a like lot of, uh,
0: and and you know, coming from the jokes of the group, ha ha now I'm just playing, but <laughs> but a lot of jokes a lot of jokes are rooted in that though i mean when you when you look at uh, even Dave chappelle, you look at his uh stand ups and everybody it, a lot of them he's either social commentary on the 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 stereotype or he's just using the stereotype now, the better comedians, what they start to do is they they are able to. Actually, comment on the stereotype and make the joke, and not actually like e- e- expound or or expand the stereotype. That's just very hard to do, and it's very difficult to do. But I mean, I, I don't think I'm there yet on that one. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, I think it's also you're in. I think with Dave Chappelle, sometimes it's, it's intent. Like he's really trying to bring up awareness to subjects or show you people how dumb we are when it comes to looking at certain things but I don't think everybody that makes those comments or makes those gestures does it that way. You know, yeah. it's, you might not be calling him a a nigger. And I said nigger with the ER, but you might make a assumption like, "Oh, y'all hungry. I got some watermelon. Like, it's, I thought you might want something like what? Like if you were at work and this just random white dudes offered you watermelon, nobody else in the, the break room, watermelon, you kind of like, is this just off of meat? But watermelon
0: is watermelon, delicious, though. Like, I would take some. <laughs>
1: like Why? Yes. But I mean, it's it's those things are and am I being too sensitive at, at that point? You know, like, is it where does that that freedom or that that line? Where's that line drawn?
2: Yeah. Buff you over there laughing. Uh, what, what you got? It, it, it's a lot. So I like what Ferg said because he touched on people wanting to be able to say the N word and everybody's favorite white guy at the moment. Now, Joe exotic some uh, from Tiger King, some video surface where he like a lot of other white people, whenever the N word comes up was talking about how rappers get to say it all the time. So why can't he, why shouldn't he be able to say it? I'm always very cautious of those type of people because to me, it's like, why do you want to say it so bad? Like, those are the, those people, like when Don, Don Imus came up, anytime the N-word comes up, when Hulk Hogan was caught on tape saying it, certain white people will bring that same argument up every time. Rappers say it, why can't I? Here's the thing, for those white people who feel that way, you can say it. You may have black friends that allow you to say it. What I'm going to tell you is, if you're around Rozzy, Ferg, Ferga Buff and you say it, it may go a little differently than it has in the past. Right. So again, say it at your risk. You can say it, but there's a risk to it. So nobody saying you can't say it, but just you know, be aware there could be consequences. That's
1: yeah, I get it. Like, what, <laughs> what's the point? Is it is it a necessity? Is it worth is it worth the risk?
2: Why you want to say it so bad? <laughs> that's, that's that's my question. Why you want to say it so bad? Like Rosy mentioned, uh, you know, white privilege in his answer is like, you guys already have everything else. You know, you, you redlined us, you hung us, you beat us, you whipped us. Like that's the only thing we have right now, and, and you want that. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> yeah, but once again, being devil's advocate is there's a there's a hierarchy in everything. You know, even in the black community. And a lot of times one of the worst things you can be in a black community is gay, and so when we make gay jokes or are judgmental on them or, uh, or, the, or the gay community so we a lot of times we feel like we should be able to say what we wanna say we use all kind of derogatory terms and stuff like that without. Mal intent, like
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it goes so, back. So, it goes back to our conversation about you know, team light skin versus team dark skin, like jonesing on each other, or janking each other, versus like really having mal intent and and malice behind it, and and that's kind of what I look at, and and it's 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 a fine line. It's it's just difficult to walk that line.
1: But you're also, okay with e- it. But e- the e- the, e- the little twelve year old gay boy that he- hears you say something. Might I understand what you're saying? Just like, you know, your intent might be pure, but it can still hurt. It can still hurt.
2: Well, I think for each minority group, you have to you have people who you have determined who you have deemed allies and adversaries. So like, you know, Bill Maher, for instance, said nigger a couple of years ago with Senator uh, Sasse on his show. And he caught some heat. Ice cube came on there and kind of tongue-lashed him a little bit, but he wasn't like canceled versus if Rush Limbaugh had said the same joke, you know, we would have been coming at his neck because Bill Maher, even though he's white, is kind of considered a liberal and an ally to black people. Orazio, you know, depending on how big this platform gets, they okay. listen to all of the episodes, they will see that Orazio is an ally to gay people. So when he makes a joke like that, he's not being, you know know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But if, if insert gay comedian, gay person that comes on the show and just say, hey, Rozzy, I remember the first time I listened to the show, you said something, I did not really appreciate that. Now you've gotten that ice cube tongue lash and kind of like, hey, dude, I I know you think it's cool, but it ain't cool. (laughs) Does Rozzy change his tone?
2: Well, Rosy. Well, I'll, I'll let Rozzy answer, but Rozzy has to respect that. If that's coming from a gay person, I would think Rozzy has to respect that. But go ahead, Rozzy, What would you say? Yeah, to that? I
0: mean, that, that's that's one of those things. It's like you know, I can apologize. I can I can take the tongue lashing if if need be, and just be like, oh my bad. I I I legitimately was just trying to make a joke for you know uh, about the situation. I mean, so i've seen like you know we we all talk about we have gay friends and so i've seen my gay friends make the limp wrist joke so and and again it, it's that that goes back to that whole you know rapper say it type thing right where oh you're in the community so you're saying it so i feel like i'm okay to say it too uh because i'm an ally but if if somebody in the community came and was like Hey, we found that tasteless, that instance tasteless, then my bad. And okay, I know I, I shouldn't take it that far. I took it too far that time. That I mean, you know, it is what it yeah. is.
1: Yeah. And see, like but, I said, but, I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know, it, right. it didn't bother me. But just I wanna it made me think like, do we give ourselves passes? Cause we automatically went to white privilege. But then with other things that we kind of like, we'll sweep oh, yeah. under the rug yeah. Yeah, and that's straight privilege, take-
2: there's male privilege. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty yeah. of privileges. That's, that's just- Yeah, And before we move on, I'll say that the difference between an Orazio and an adversary is when Orazio is confronted with a gay person saying, hey, I didn't appreciate it. Orazio apologizes and says, hey, I was just trying to make a joke. An adversary doubles down and says, well, you know, this person says it or that person says it. Like you say, when we're talking about the N-word, rappers say it all the time. So why are you offending when I say it? That's what adversaries do. They don't listen to the people that is affected.
0: Right. And that's that's what I was talking about with PC is once society or the, that minority group says, hey, this isn't we're standing up for it again. At that point, those allies and and truthfully, society as a whole should be like, oh, well, can't do that anymore. And, and we move on. Uh, that's how society evolves. I mean, but that's the that's always been the conservative liberal fight. Right. Is hey, we want to move past that. Conservatives are like, no, we want to stay where we are. We like it how it is. So, you know. well, well,
1: well We're about to have a three brothers first. So we're about to do a, a PCPCA. PS, PSA. <laughs> so you talked about white people can't say the N-word. Um, Buff, Riza, do you want to tell any other group out there uh, that they can or cannot say the N-word moving forward? Because I'm in Texas and I definitely hear Hispanics and other groups say it all the time, like when I'm walking around.
2: Yeah, black people seem to be divided on that. I remember when J-Lo first said the N-word in that song with Ja Rule, you know, people was like, what? I mean, she, she's Puerto Rican, so she can say it. To me, for me, only black people should be allowed to say it. But, hey, I'm just one of, what is it, 13 million? So, how many so of Wait a minute, now. I mean, but Joey Crack. We, I'm,
0: not, I'm not with that either. No, you don't
1: like that either? I oh, oh. no. I don't. <laughs> no. no. I see, and I see like the cool Asians, uh, a bunch of Hispanics. Like I've seen everybody. Uh, uh, and, uh, and I, I think they we're say split on so, that one
0: because I, I don't, it, it, if they're not it, white, it, I hate to say it, but if they're a minority themselves, I'm good with it. I really, eh. yeah. See,
2: see, see. We it. <laughs> so, but I, like, I never like hear. Your, but it's, it's funny because it's almost. It, I've never seen them
1: call like a black person that. It's like, is like, is all they 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 call themselves that. You know what I'm saying? So I guess we can't have our PSA because we we, we don't have anything. We we haven't devoted on it yet. Yeah,
2: we not unanimous. So maybe that's another.
1: Maybe that's another. Uh, a question we'll leave open to the the listeners.
2: So so Riley got the short end of the stick last week, so I'm going to let him take the next question. And um hope if there's enough time I'll get mine in.
0: Okay. All right. Um so get a little bit more serious th- with this one, but probably not too much, but uh so last week towards the end of the week, um there was a memory that came up on my timeline from me and Jenica at in new Orleans at our um like marriage retreat. And so if you guys don't know me and Jen, like really worked hard at strengthening our relationship. And so we went every two years, we went on the military's marriage retreat. We did the church's marriage retreats a lot. We were part of marriage groups and all this other stuff. And so I wanted to ask you guys, what are you guys doing or how do you kind of, maintain your relationship and strengthen your personal relationships uh, with your wives.
2: So Tabitha and I have kind of fell off at one time. We were, um, there were like, I forgot who sent me the list, but there were like certain Bible verses that were specific to couples. Mm -hmm. And we would like read those each night and, you know, talk about them and discuss them. So we kind of like fell off of that. Uh, But uh, but that's probably the only thing. We kept kept everything else up. We do date days. Uh, We had one in New York last year. We was going to have one last month, but, you know, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so we do date days. um, And we just, I mean, like I've said before on the show, she's my best friend. So we, I mean, we talk just like the three of us for the most part. The only thing is she don't like name calling. So just how we can call, we can call each other names, she don't like that. She that's, that's the only part of the of, of the homeboy is she, she don't like. But other than that, man, we 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 keep it we keep it light. You know what I mean? We, we don't take it too seriously. We um we look forward to hanging out with one another. We love when we have. It's hard for us to get a trip scheduled just me and her. Because we got to find somebody to watch Jasmine and we don't have that many relatives up here. So we got to get like one of the mobile parents to come up here. So it's a whole big deal. But when we are able to, like when we went to LA last year, we make the most of it. You know, we Mm. we do it up. So uh, we haven't been on any marriage retreats, you know, or whatever. Uh, But we definitely, you know, work at it. That's, you know, I'm rambling, but that's the main thing. We, We work at it. We don't just get complacent where we just become roommates we work at it
1: rising so i commend you that's one thing i i need to do better and we need to do better is to do things that are formal to improve our marriage like those marriage retreats you know but i think at the same time it says a lot about you guys because you also is. You're the only one amongst us that goes to counseling or has been to counseling before all of this, either. Anyway, so you've always been or been more open to getting outside help or doing something more formalized rather than, you know, like consulting each other. But for the most part, Z and I, we've been blessed to the point. We've had we've had a very, very, very good marriage. I can't really complain. Uh, but what we do do is we. We talk a lot. I think that's the thing. And I said it before, I think for the most part, we counsel each other through just having random conversations about marriage, life, what we see, how things affect us, how things we see our other friends and family going through affect us. So we really get to learn each other. And somehow we always spin into a lesson, almost like a, okay, this is how we can improve or this is what we took from it to make sure we stay on this path. Uh, we also just like to have fun together, like Z is my that's the homie you know what I'm saying like she's funny as hell she keeps me she keeps me laughing she's goofy even when I try to be too serious, and then we also just really try to like Byron said we try to date have like one date night a month. It might not be huge, but we're going to drop the kids off at my sister or stepmom's house and try to get away for a a few hours. Usually if we drop them off, we're not picking them up that day because we got to get get sit in or just coming home and realize we don't have to go back to the kids like that. That day or that night is all about us. It's not a, a time limit. And then we just like I said, we just really try to have fun. And I think something that helps us as well is we try to surround ourselves around positive couples. You know, we try to, and you know, that's why there was an affinity for you guys. You know, it was always there. It was just, it's people that are trying to do or trying to work and really value marriage and each other, and it's just, because you've been around those couples where it's just like, if she can get up and walk away from him, and he can get a walk walk away from them and just call it quits, they would. And if they didn't have the kids and all this stuff, we try to stay away from that. We want to be around that energy and it, it 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 feels us but also it helps being around those couples because we also share our energy we're around a lot, a lot of times around couples and they're like man I just like being around unz there's a positive energy and it it helps me and helps me and my wife and it's like well hearing that because it's not like it's a it's a it's a we're putting on a you know putting on a play or putting on for them it's generally how we act we like to have fun we did a like i had to leave uh friday when we were recording because we did a a couple's quarantine game night you know what i'm saying and that was just cool that was one of the one of the couples we hanged with one of the uh young ladies and her husband's a brother so and she's a delta so the ladies put that together and it was just a bunch of us maybe five six couples just did a, a game night so that's a that's a that's a real good question i think We've been seeking, and I, I'm i not even going to say we've been seeking. We've mentioned counseling, and so that is something that I've i dropped the ball on because as the head, we've talked about it. She's actually given me some – thrown some counselors out there, and I just haven't followed up, and so – Hopefully, by the time we record next week, I will give you guys an update on when or what council we decided to go with and what are next steps, because that's something I got to I got to seize and not just bullshit with.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the main reason I asked, you know, it's they I can't do those anymore. But every last one of them, I learned something about Jenica, like every last one of them. We walked away, and and you you think it's just, you know, oh, especially the army ones. You think, oh, it's a free trip. We're gonna go to New Orleans, and we're just gonna hang out and everything, and everything's gonna be good. Um, uh, but the the six hours, eight hours that they actually have you go through like the little, you know, play stuff that they do and all of that, uh, you learn stuff. It was the the church marriage retreat. Um, this last one that we went to, I'll just tell you guys a story like, you know, as much and as close as Jenica and me were, and as, as happy as we were, you know, they asked a question and they were like, do you ever, you know, think this wasn't the one, you know, my spouse wasn't the one. And I'm over there like, oh no, of course not. And Jenica looked at me and she's like, yeah. And I was like, what? And then she was like, yeah. And, um, and she was just like, because, I knew who you were when I married you. I knew you weren't the most religious and you weren't going to be going to church like every Sunday and all that. But she was like the Sundays that I go to church by myself, I'm on my way to church. Like maybe he's not the one. Uh, And, and that hit me like really hard. And, you know, it, it, and so I made her a commitment. I was like, you know, even if, even if I'm just going to church for you, she was like, I don't want you to just go to church for me. I'm like, no, no, because I want you to show you that I'm worthy of you and I'm going to be there for you. And if it's that important to you, then I'm going to be there every Sunday, whether I'm tired or whatever. I'm going to be there every Sunday Uh, because it's not that I don't like going to church. It's not that I don't get something out of it when I go. It's just that it's one of those things that if if I've had a long week and, and like maybe I had drilled the weekend before. And so this is I've been going for 14 days straight. And so this is my first weekend off. I I church ain't on the top of my radar right there.
2: And that's so, sleeping
1: in on that's sleeping in on Sunday just sound if church started like at 2.30, <laughs> like 3.15, <3:15, laughs> I'm there.
0: <laughs>
1: you gotta yeah, wake up, get dressed. That, that's slow that,
0: yeah, because a lot of times Saturdays, everybody thinks Saturday should be kind of your slow day, but most times we have Kids things that start at eleven, so you're up at nine. You know, getting them ready so you can get out of the house, or y'all might have something. So that's not really a a slow day either. And so that might have been the first day that I really was able to kind of slow down. But I told her I was like, if that's what you need out of me, then that's what I'm gonna do. And and so you'd be surprised. And that's what seven years in. I guess it finally started kind of grinding on her and hitting on her. So you might think, Oh, we're good. Cause we've been married so long and this, that, and the other, but I'm telling you, man, it might be something that, you know, has just been grading on your spouse for the last six months or the last year. And it just started and, and they just haven't brought it to your attention. So I, I tell everybody, I push you, man, go find something that you can kind of have that formal hey we're going to go through some type of process and go through these little games or learning uh opportunities and and have somebody administer it and, and facilitate it so that you can get those things out and and be be open when you go like Ferg I think you talked about you know the first time you cried and it was at a retreat and and that type of thing like that yeah. probably wouldn't have happened outside of that retreat Definitely so not. go I, i'm i'm telling everybody go out once a year if if worst case scenario try to do something like that and then the other thing was we we did like byron talked about that trip we made sure to plan one vacation a year just for us so you guys saw like the hawaii or the paris or whatever but we always did something just for us without the kids because so often the kids just consume your life and you end up like Byron said, where, you know, the kids take priority. And so if they're always taking priority over your spouse, you guys will kind of take that second and, and, and that back seat. So,
1: and that's why we said that at the, at the live show, the live taping is, I mean, there's not going to be a day that I'm not going to love my kids. I might not like them, but it's not gonna be a day I'm not going to love my kids. And you love me, you love them by default. And that love just keeps growing, you know, and you don't even understand why, you know, <laughs> But when it's teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> but that's when you don't like them, and that's yeah. when you, you, like
0: them. you love them, but you, you don't like them.
1: Yeah. Teenagers
2: at, are at the worst, this,
1: man. But yeah, but the thing about it is, by the time they're teenagers, what happens if you don't like your wife anymore? You don't love her anymore because you didn't put so much energy in it. So, like, we joke, you know, we we talk about that. uh what, what them got young kids. Like we really, it's, it's, we, we might get those shirts made and it's not because we don't love our kids. We love our kids to death, but it's almost like our inside thing or my, like, Hey man, they trying to stay up late and we've had a long week and I'm about to go to sleep soon. So if I'm, if I have an hour left in this night, an hour and a half left in this night, let it be me and you, even if we're just sitting on the couch together and your foot's on my foot and you over there texting and I'm watching TV, it's just our time, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. We don't gotta worry about the kids and mommy, daddy asking this and that. It's just our time. So it's like we always try to put each other first, you know, even though it might even kind of saying it's almost like it's like playing a sport, practicing. You play, you practice a certain way. Game time usually doesn't go that way, but you know how it's supposed to be run. You know, you know how the game is supposed to be going so that one time that, that hole opens up and you can really make that, uh, that, that 90 yard, uh, touchdown run, you know how to do it. And that's what we always try to do. We might fall short, but our goal is always to put each other first, at least try to put each other first and know that's the intent, but no, man, I'm definitely going to take, uh, take that advice because, we keep saying that we want to do marriage counseling. And I remember being in the military and seeing those couples retreats like that seems so lame. You know, I don't want to do all that crap. You know, Oh, but, oh, they're going, they're going here this weekend. I might do, but it just, because I don't, you know, growing up watching TV and you see these couples retreats on TV, as far as, you know, think about Martin and Gina going on that retreat. And it was kind of like, and that's so, that's so, that's so lame. Every time you see them, it's always a problem happens. I've never seen a TV show, and maybe because I was watching comedies, where people go on a couple's retreat, and that goes great. They 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 get to get back together at the end, but it's like they're fighting each other, fighting the world, and somehow they end up coming back around. And when you thought it was the end, they barely make it through. So I was like, man, I'm not to put myself through all that just to bring up problems. But I mean, you do need to address those issues. So,
2: mm-hmm. all right. So I guess it's on me. Yeah, man. <laughs> So listen, this is a different type of question, Um, and I'm going to have to start it off with giving you guys a lot of details. And on the front end, I want to tell the listening public that I'm acknowledging that I may be wrong, but my feelings are raw because I'm about to victim blame, which is something we usually don't do on Three Brothers No Sense, but I'm victim blaming. So here's the situation. So there was a young lady, she's deceased now, but her name was Trina Winston. She lived in South Bend, Indiana. Um, Her estranged husband wound up killing her. Her body was found in Chicago. So they went to high school together. They they didn't date in high school, but they wound up running into each other like after high school. They started dating, got married a few months later. Stick with me so far. Once they got married, okay, he started verbally, physically, emotionally, even financially abusing her to the point to where she wound up, you know, filing for divorce. But during their marriage, there was one time, there was one instance where he tried to kill her, like he choked her to the point to where she passed out. He went and got a huge plastic bag and put her body in it and put her in the closet till so he can figure out what to do with her body. When she came to, she freed herself and ran away. Did not call the police, but she ran away and wound up, you know, telling some of her family members and that's when she filed for a divorce. So while the whole, you know, wait time on that was going on, he reached out to her, met up with her and said, "Look, Let's just go talk back in my apartment. And that's when he eventually killed her. What I got angry at was I understand that there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes on in physical abuse that makes a woman not want to leave or whatever. But once he tried to kill you and he put you in a bag and left for you so he could go think of what to do with your body, why in the hell would you agree to go meet back up with him at his appointment later on in life. So again, that's why I said on the front end, I'm probably wrong because you never should victim blame. So, and that's why I said my question was different. I need you two brothers to tell me why I'm wrong for victim blaming, blaming. And the two part question is, is there ever an instance, if this isn't it, is there ever an instance when you probably should give the victim some of the blame. I I, I think this is it. No,
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're not no. making life a situation, folks. It's just that that's not the answer you expect out of rising. If you listen if you, to if you've
1: seen his face, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: bruh, like, he literally tried to kill you, and there shouldn't have been any coffee without somebody there with you. Like, you know, or or maybe she thought, okay, it's a public place, can't do much to me, I'm gonna meet with him there, we're gonna discuss, because I'm trying to get this divorce thing going. But, like you said, to go back to his house, after he tried to kill you, there had to have been so much emotional abuse that he had her basically in control. Like he he was one hundred percent pimping her at that point. It, it had to be.
2: And that's my dilemma because it's like okay, you were able to break free enough to where you knew you needed a divorce from him, and you you left him essentially. But, so, but, di-
0: but did she though? Because the thing about it is, it may have been family forcing her to divorce him. And gassing her up, but she still, she may underlyingly wanted to stay with him and wanted to work it out and that type of thing. Because a lot of people in those situations, you know what I mean, are like, the the reason why they stay is because they're like, oh, maybe he'll change. This is the last time. You said you weren't going to hit me no more. Like, like that is that type of thing. And so by the time, you know, even to the point where he tried to kill her, she's like, okay, he's learned his lesson now. And, and you know that type of thing. I can, I. That's the only thing that I can think of. But you yeah, know, I at listen. some point, at some point, you got to take personal responsibility too.
1: Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Let me ask you this, Well, why would that never happen to you?
2: <sighs> I mean, I, what? How many reasons you want me to give you, man? It's like, well, give me, a, okay. give me one or two. Give me, okay. uh, Because if you try to kill me, I mean. That's not, you know, that's that's the ultimate, that's the end all be all right there. Like end all and be all of and, what? And and, and and listen Fer, it's not where, you know, you hit her so hard to where, you know, it was the heat of the moment. You hit her, she fell, and for a split second, you thought she might. Like he literally thought you were dead, and he didn't like panic and like call the police or the or the paramedics. He put you in a bag. And put you in the closet so he can go figure out what to do with you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Rise, why would that never happen to you?
2: Um,
0: like I said, I'm somebody tries to kill me, first of all, I'm probably gonna kill them once I came to. I probably wouldn't even run. But if I did run, we call in the police. So there there's like a bunch of gates before me meeting back up with you at the coffee shop to go back to your spot. Like, it's just not going to happen.
2: I I, I think the answer he's looking for is we we would never like put up with all of the abuse that she endured leading up to this.
1: Not not only that, but not only that is your self-worth. Like, I think a lot of times we can never understand why a person would do a certain thing because the way we feel about ourselves First of all, like you said, there's a lot of abuse leading up to that. So at this point, she might have felt like maybe I don't deserve to live. Maybe I'm not good enough to live. The only reason I'm living is because of, he completes me. Because if, if he's been mentally abusing her, how how long were they together before all this happened? Because they, they met out of high school. They got married. How how long were they married? Like, was she our age? This She
2: was 22? So, yeah. So, like... She, so she, they went to high school together. He spent 20, that's the other part I'm leaving out of the story. He spent 20 years in prison. He was in prison for murder, but he wound up snitching and like clearing, uh, solving 12 murders for the police. So he got early release. So he was locked up for 20 years. So he essentially was about our age, maybe a little older. So he was locked up all of those years that she was in high school. But By the time she met him, he had not too long ago got out of prison. So we don't know what she
1: went through before that.
2: She might've been broken. She did She did go through some stuff. She had, she dabbled with drugs and she, uh. she was, you know, she completed that she was no longer into drugs, but she did deal with it like early in life. So the
1: fact that, you know, that, you know, she, she took a chance because there's a taking a chance anytime you date anybody anybody's taking a chance, but to take a chance on somebody who just got out of jail for murder, you know, could be a chance. And for her, in this case, maybe, like I said, her self-worth wasn't that, you know, what made her go to this guy, you know, and when he tried to kill her, because I look at the same reason, why do people commit suicide? It's. I don't value. I don't. Something about me doesn't. And I, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not an expert on this.
2: And That's I actually I'm, understand that a little more when someone tries to commit suicide. Life is hard as f u c k. So I, I I I get that to an extent. He, he's the only. He's the reason worth
1: living for. Like it's to get abused like that. Like to me, there has to be more to it. It has to be he broke her down so much that she probably. Did not feel like life was worth living. Or you think I'm just going to try to kill you? Like, you, you instigated this. You're the reason I go, you know how I am. You drove me crazy. Like, he probably hurt, he, he f her brain up, hurt without a shadow of a doubt. So, my thing is, I'm like, there's almost a, a level of mental illness, depression that she probably was dealing with that he preyed on. And it just kept leading to other things because. The reason that would never happen to me is, I leave. I leave you for a lot less, way less. Like if you, like I, you just don't respect me. Like okay, she don't respect me. I'm out. You talking about somebody trying to kill you, physically, mentally, emotionally, probably sexually abusing you. You think I'm staying around for the meat? As arrogant as I am, how how I feel about myself, and I feel like y'all are the same way. Is like I'm too important. To put myself through that, maybe she just didn't feel important. Maybe she just felt like this is what she deserved, or, or like you said, it could be a mix of he's going to do better. He'll he'll never try it again. You know, he's learned his lesson. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's a this level of mental illness and her self worth allowed her to get that far to go back. And that, for anybody that's been abused or anything like that, we're not experts. You know, I don't know, um, but. To go back to somebody who literally un- unsuccessfully killed you, like you said, like basically he unsuccessfully killed her, mm-hmm. and like she ain't going to the police. Like, think about it. Think what's crazy is the fact that he went back and tried to like. Oh, uh, she ain't told the police yet. Let me try this again before she like he he was committed.
2: And and I don't even think on the flip side, even if you like, you don't necessarily have to be arrogant like Ferg, but I, I, you know putting myself in a woman's shoes, I would think I would just be too literally too scared to go back in an alone space with him. Not even the self-worth and all of that stuff. Just like, yo, you tried to kill me. I can't be alone with you in in no type of scenario. You've been living in fear for I, the, the, years, the, the, though. Well, yeah. You've been living in yeah. constant
1: fear. Like, when you, when your baseline is fear, like, what led up to, like, was he cool the day before he tried to kill you? Like, it just just didn't happen like you've been that's probably one situation he's probably choked her out beat her like I'm just assuming it was so much she le- lived in constant fear that that was her norm and like was there that? was a level of mental I feel like a level of mental illness and maybe I'm using the wrong terminology but that might have been her norm and her baseline and so she was kind of accustomed
2: to it and what and, makes you what makes you right is I'm not even 100% sure it was the attempted murder that made her file for divorce He got another woman pregnant at the time. That I if I'm not mistaken, that may have been what made her want to file for divorce. So it may not even been the whole choking her out thing. You just assume.
1: You assume that's what that's my Uh, breaking point. I'm not worthy of this. You tell me you love me. You do this because you you I hit you because I love you. You know, I can't control myself. You drive me crazy. I understand yeah. he, it. I, I, I got a I, mouth for really, me. Every
0: every time I hit you is your fault because you did that.
1: You you, yeah. you
0: you made me mad
1: enough for me to hit you. Girl, you you well, you know how my mouth is. You know, like you know, I'll be driving him crazy and he going through a lot and da da da. And then all of a sudden, but because he's all about her. He can't control himself because of her. And then you love me so much, but you still go get another woman pregnant. Like you you my love is gone now. Like you don't love me the way you said you did. It, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Like, if her breaking point was him getting somebody pregnant was more important to her than her own life, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. That's that's a good question, man. Um, I'm pretty sure we ruffled some feathers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: because, mainly me. Mainly me. Because I made a lot of
1: well, assumptions, too. I mean, I think we all made assumptions,
2: so. Um, I, I expect Kristen to come for, you know, come at me. I expect Wakisha some of you ladies and and deservedly so, but I wanted to ask that question because I felt like overall three brothers has a pretty stellar um, reputation when it comes to domestic violence. You know, we speak out on it all the time, but I wanted to show, you know, the flawed side of it, that we're not perfect on the subject, that we still have to learn. And, and I wanted to put that to you guys so you guys could talk me off the ledge of, Hey, you know, it's not her fault. At the end of the day, you don't know what she was going through. You don't know what her mindset was, how much he broke her. And, and I like some of the things you and Rozzy said. And that's I felt like that's what I needed. And that's why I wanted to ask that question, because I felt like we were so great on the subject. But I don't want people to ever think that we feel like we're perfect on anything and that we are flawed. And I wanted to ask a flawed question.
1: Good question, man. Good
2: question.
1: What's so, up, man? <laughs> ladies,
2: <laughs> ladies, fellas, just, just come for buff. Just come, <laughs> It was my question, okay? but I mean, I think
1: your your reaction is the average person's reaction when they hear the story. your are She did what? Mm-hmm. She know he was crazy. Then he just try to.
2: And for full context, TV One is the channel. The show is Fatal Attraction. The season is nine, and the episode is eighteen. Uh, I think it's called False Redemption. And even if you don't have cable, I mean, it's on YouTube. You can just pull it up. But uh, you can watch the entire episode, and it gives you the background of Trina Stinson and um, – no, Trina Winson, I'm sorry, and Terrence Lee and that whole story. In case I left out any details, watch it, listen to this episode. And like I say, criticize me if if, if need be. But I wanted to ask my two smart brothers here. Because I knew that they would, you know, correct me on that subject.
1: Well, um, that was a good episode, fellas. I enjoyed it. Hope I didn't talk too much. Definitely had a lot to say. You guys asked some great questions. And and so I hope that people enjoy it and they get to listen to it on their ride home, ride to work, ride to wherever, or just sitting at home quarantining. I think it's quarantining a a thing now.
0: Yeah, I think Uh, it's a verb now. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, quarantining. So, fellas, uh let's close them out. What do you guys got?
0: Uh only thing I got man is I right before we recorded this, I recorded an awesome episode with uh Brandon Davis, that Smart Mother, that uh from a uh, previous <laughs> episode. So, he actually is going to be dropping a four-part special on the COVID-19. He's bringing a lot of his other Smart Mother uh, PhDs into the fold and he's going to be kind of leading the discussion on that so we'll be dropping a special episode this week as well uh, and and we'll just let him kind of go through it with uh, his friends to uh, bring you guys up on the educated side of COVID-19. We'll bring y'all the no sense side and let them handle the sense part.
2: So we are not professionals as you saw last week uh, we brought a Three Brothers No Sense live feed with uh, DJ Type Mike And we just wanted to have fun, play some good music, drinks. But we had some technical difficulties, as you saw, if you tuned in. Uh, So we'll definitely work on that for the next time. But, you know, in our defense, it was like literally like last minute, like, yo, let's have some fun. Let's put this together. So for everybody that tuned in and watched our live feed uh, last week as we jammed with DJ Type Mike, we appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, continue to spread the, the word about the show. Encourage people to uh, subscribe. A lot of people don't have much to do right now, so let us entertain them for at least an hour per week.
1: Well, like Buff said, we had a blast um, last last Friday with what was it? All Good Friday, the Friday before Good Friday, and what even Rosy said. We have Brandon, the smart MF dropping a couple of episodes on three brothers, no sense talking about COVID-19. So we are looking to do new things, looking to keep you guys entertained. Let us know what you want or would you like to hear or see us do. We're open. We're all working from home for the most part. Buff goes back to work next week. So have fun with that. But, you know, we're, we're, we're open to new things. We're going to keep it coming. So, I've, it's been a pleasure for me. Thank you, DJ Tight Mike, for hosting and doing that for us. You brought back a lot of memories, so we're going to ask you to come back soon. We got a, uh, if you guys have not read any of the Sherman Cooley short stories, please go out and read them. Uh, the LaFleur short stories, we'll drop a link this week to them. If you see him, go go on this page and tell them to keep dropping them and let them know that you're that you're liking and listening to or excuse me, liking and reading the short short stories. And is anything I missed, fellas, anything else we got coming up soon? Well, by the time you guys hear this, it will be Good Friday Web Pass, Easter Web Pass. So for all our listeners, if you don't you're not since you're not going to church this Sunday, you can also give your kids some Easter speeches and you can post them on our page and we want to see these kids do their little Easter speech I might even get buff to do an Easter speech or something like that <laughs> buff, you can do an Easter, Easter
2: speech for the people Jesus is the reason for the season
1: <laughs> Jesus is the reason yeah so once again three brothers no sense we appreciate everything you guys did I mean do for us and support so listen like share subscribe comment, and most importantly, listen again. See you next week.